Fidelity. What's it cost to invest with the Fidelity app? Start with as little as $1 with no account fees or trade commissions on U.S. stocks and ETFs. Hmm, that's music to my ears. I can only talk. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Zero account fees apply to retail brokerage accounts only. Zero dollar commission applies to online U.S. equity trades and ETFs and retail Fidelity accounts. Sell order assessment fee not included. Some account types and securities excluded. Details at Fidelity.com slash commissions. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. This morning on the third hour of today, a lasting legacy. A look at Princess Diana's impact on the world, the royals, and her children 25 years after her death. And then Tony nominee Danielle Brooks on her new role starring opposite some huge stars. And we hope you're hungry because Joy Bauer is making simple and delicious snacks for after school or anytime. That's all ahead today, Wednesday, August 31st. 2022. Live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza, this is the third hour of today. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the third hour of today. I'm Dylan here with Craig and Al. Al or, sorry, Craig and <laughs> Chanel. Al, enjoy Hello. the summer of Al. <laughs> Hope you see Summer Val. You pulled a Chanel. Yes, yeah, sorry about that. Um, obviously, you're not Al. Um, you were off yesterday I was. for a very special reason. Yeah. First day of school for 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 Dell and Sibby, my son and daughter. Dell started third grade, and there's, oh, there's my sweet girl. So adorable. It was her first day of kindergarten, and let me tell you, you would be hard pressed to find anyone more excited about going to <laughs> kindergarten than Sibby Melvin yesterday. She was ready. Was it everything she hoped it would be? And more. And, and more. more. Oh. oh, yeah. And then what about for you? I mean, this is something that you, you know, you've been looking forward to. She's been looking forward to. How was it for you? You know, it was, uh, it was, it was a bit more emotional, I think, at first than I thought it would be. Yeah. My son was fine. He's done it for a few years. But you know, when it's your baby, I know, yeah. your little girl, you know, know, it's her first time going into like a. So we were a little nervous. Lindsay yeah. and I were both a little nervous. She went in there, and you know, what? she owned the place. I love Del it. went into protective mode, right? He did. When it was time for them to leave school, he he stopped to make sure that his sister was really was with sweet. him and they came out together. You know what it is? I think when they get their little backpacks, they just look like little little kids, like yeah. little school kids. Yes. And you remember when she was like this, you know? Mm -hmm. and it, it helps when they're excited about school. It does, because you're know? sending them off until like, Absolutely. you're not there. It's like, yeah. It's something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, for all of you watching this morning who have either lived that rite of passage or perhaps are living it this year. Good luck. Yeah. Good luck. And yours go back next week. Next week, yes. Next, next week. week. Yep. All right. All right. Last few days of summer. Mm -hmm. We have a lot to get to this morning. And we start with a look back at the legacy of Princess Diana. All right. Let's bring in the Sky News anchor and NBC News contributor Wilford Frost. He is at Kensington Palace. Uh, Wilford, good to have you back this morning. So here we are, 25 years. Hard to believe it's been 25 years since that untimely death of Princess Diana. How has her legacy shaped the way the hierarchy uh, is today? I think that they are a bit more public and uh, they do do things in the public eye a little bit more uh, the royal family we're talking of here than perhaps they used to but they haven't changed drastically in that regard. Uh, I think clearly her legacy for the nation as a whole for her sons in particular and for the royal family is one to make sure that they're using their platform to help those less fortunate. I think they'd always done that I think she took it to a new level and uh, perhaps her chief legacy is inspiring the royal family but the nation as a whole uh, to make sure that that's something that everyone's always thinking about. And Wilfred, I, I know we never know all the details of things that happen within family drama, but do you ever expect that we'll see Prince William and Prince Harry reconcile and just be back to the way it was? 
I think in the short term, the answer to that is, is no. People wonder whether anniversaries like this could be the catalyst for them to put their differences uh, behind them. But I'm afraid we've had a couple of potential catalysts of this ilk recently, like their grandfather's funeral, like their uh, grandmother's uh, jubilee, and, and that hasn't worked. Why is there such a, a divide in the short term? I think they have fundamental different views about how you deal with what they see, one of them sees, at least William sees, uh, as private. Uh, issues, family uh, issues. And uh, William and the rest of his family think that should be dealt with behind closed doors, not airing the laundry uh, publicly. And just in the last week, even though it's Diana's anniversary today, we've been reminded of that difference with a couple of interviews, a couple of podcast episodes that have uh, aired some of that laundry. And with Harry's book still to come in the short term, oh, yeah. it's hard to see uh, the differences being sorted uh, anytime soon. I want to follow up on that. You just talked about that podcast about, you know, straight relationships with the royal family. Meghan Markle made this comment. She said, uh, just by existing, we were upsetting the dynamic of the hierarchy. So, of course, Buckingham Palace has told NBC News that they will not be commenting. But can you put this in perspective? You know, how do comments like this, in their opinion, impact their image, you know, of the royal family? Or does it impact it at all there and, you know, here? I, there's no doubt that uh, initial uh, issues stemming from Me Meghan and Harry, particularly when they started to, to talk negatively, go back to that Oprah interview, for example, that did great damage, more in the U.S., perhaps, to the royal family's image than it did to the U.K., where there was uh, at least an initial uh, element of division on, on reaction to those comments. I think as time has passed, and particularly in the U.K., uh, the impact that Harry and Meghan have when they speak negatively about the royal family has uh, diminished. And, uh, of course, that might change depending on exactly what the accusations yeah. are. But, uh, frankly, the royal family faces bigger separate challenges, uh, which we all have, of course, been talking about as well in recent years than, than what Harry and yeah. Meghan are saying. Yeah. Well, Wilfred, really quickly here, we got word a few hours ago from Buckingham Palace, a spokesperson there announcing that the Queen is going to be appointing the UK's next prime minister uh, at her castle in Scotland, Balmoral, uh, rather than Buckingham Palace. First time that's happened in her 70-year reign. What more can you tell us about that? Yeah, so on Monday, we'll find out who the new leader of the Conservative Party is. They won't, in fact, become prime minister until the following day uh, when the current prime minister, Boris Johnson, goes to the Queen to offer his resignation. She then has to formally invite his successor to form a government. Now, through her 70-year reign and her 14 prime ministers, that has always happened at Buckingham Palace. Uh, next week, for the first time, it'll happen at Balmoral. That's to save her having to make the thousand-mile round trip to London uh, and back when she intended to remain on holiday in Scotland uh, until October. And it's a sign that even for the most important constitutional matters, her age is impacting her from doing it how she always used to. But no specific health issues, we're told. Okay. Makes sense, that's though. Good. I mean, that's a lot of travel. It is. Yeah, yes. Uh, Wilfred Frost, thank you so much. Uh, for more on Diana's legacy, watch Diana and the Modern Monarchy. It's streaming today at noon and at 6 p.m. Eastern on our streaming channel, Today All Day. Go to the Today All Day channel on Peacock or watch on your smart TV. We're back now with.
with a woman who spent 18 years at the Wall Street giant Goldman Sachs. Jamie Fiore Higgins earned the role of managing director, a level reached by only 8% of employees there. Yeah, but despite the title and the lucrative pay, Jamie says that she endured years of harassment and intimidation amid a culture that she said discriminated against women and minorities. She writes about it in a new book. It's called Bully Market, My Story of Money and Misogyny at Goldman Sachs. And she's with us this morning. Jamie, welcome. Thank you for coming hey, in this morning. Thank you for having me. So let's dig in here. So this book is, you know, pieces together uh, from memory and journals. And you're very clear about the uh, fact that you, you know, you changed names. Um, you know, you got this job as a 22-year-old right out of school. So you're going off of what you remember, right, and what you recall. Um, so you say very quickly on, you realize that your job at Goldman Sachs wasn't going to be as you expected. What did you mean by that? Well, you know, I started my career at Goldman really um, encouraged by my family. Mm -hmm. So I came from modest means and the the directive was really try to get the best paying job possible. And I started at Goldman Sachs and the tagline was minds wide open. Mm -hmm. So we want um, you know different majors, different backgrounds, but I found out rather quickly it kind of was it was there wasn't it was not that experience. So what I found was um, a culture that really harassed and intimidated um, women and people of color. Let's talk about some specifics uh, here because you write about a few incidents that you say took place in the book. I want to hit just a few of them. A coworker allegedly grabbed you by the throat. Uh, your boss telling you to keep it under wraps, which you did. Uh, you were pressured, pressured to not breastfeed or pump at work, even being told uh, that, that, that you were being promoted just for being a woman. Uh, amid everything that did happen there, who did you tell and what were the results? So when things happen, I did report it to managers. And I was offered the ability to go to human resources. But for example, in the example where I was assaulted, I was basically told that that person was not going to be let go. So imagine how difficult it would be if I reported him and then had to continue working with him. So although they say the right talking points sometimes, in reality, they really weren't giving you the options to make it happen. I, I can't imagine what it's like, you know, for so few women to make it to the level that you made it through. Um, it's got to be a cutthroat business. You actually admit to being part of the problem. In hindsight, do you wish you could have done things differently? A hundred percent. I, you know, writing this book has been a real journey for me because it's really framed my experiences. And I would say that at Goldman Sachs, in my experience, it was a real scarcity mindset, especially among women, a zero sum game. If I'm going to win, you have to lose, which I always felt ironic because all the men seem to be winning together. Mm -hmm. And so um, for me, I didn't step up. And honestly, they're very, very good about dangling carrots. Compensation is mostly in an, a year-end bonus. Mm -hmm. The bonus is oftentimes vested over time. So you're always working for those next three months, six months, nine months. And with a family to support at home, you know, I always say I was very successful at Goldman because I had a head for numbers, a crazy work ethic, but I was also really good at keeping my mouth shut.
Well, we reached out to Goldman Sachs and they provided a statement. I want to read it in part. It says, we strongly disagree with Mrs. Higgins' characterization of Goldman Sachs' culture and these anonymized allegations. We have a zero-tolerance policy for discrimination or retaliation against employees who are reporting misconduct, and all claims are thoroughly investigated with discretion and sensitivity. There are going to be people who work at Goldman Sachs right now, women, minorities, who say, you know what, I've had a great career here. She may have had this experience, but this is her her experience. Talk to me a little bit about why you decided to do this and why you said in that moment enough was enough and you needed to move on. Because there are some people who have said it's tough, but we push through it and we thrive. Right, right. And for me, you know, Goldman Sachs can, you know, I, I respect their statement. For me, though, it feels to be good to be in a place where for all of my career I lived and breathed by what they thought of me and it feels really good to not be worried about that anymore and I agree the firm is big and there could be plenty of people who have had good experiences but ever since my story came out and was covered I've gotten over a hundred DMs across my social media they're never they're always private messages right thanking me because things are still going on. So although I may be the only one talking, I'm not the only one with something to say. We only have a second left. What do you want people, what do you want people to get out of this? I want people to not have to sacrifice who they are for what they do. Mm -hmm. I believe that there's enough opportunities in this world that if you, that you should be able to make money, be challenged, be successful, and be able to look at yourself in the mirror and companies need to step up and provide environments to do so. All right, Jamie Fiore Higgins, thank you. Thank you thank so you much. much. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay, when we come back, we are catching up with the very busy Danielle Brooks talking about all the projects she's juggling. <laughs> Good morning. Roll opposite Samuel L. Jackson. She's dancing about it. I love it. It's also our Labor Day style file. Yes, you can still wear white this fall. And we are going to show you fun ways to pull it off. We'll be right back. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Indeed. 
Our next guest has starred on the stage and the screen. We all remember Danielle Brooks as Tacey in the hit series Orange is the New Black. Yes, we do. She also won a Grammy and earned a Tony nomination for her performance in The Color Purple on Broadway. Well, now Danielle is heading back to Broadway in the highly anticipated production of the Pulitzer Prize winning drama The Piano Lesson with Samuel L. Jackson and John David Washington. And she is with us this morning. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for having Thank me. You. This uh -huh. is just a full circle moment for you. Take us back to your audition at Juilliard. Yes. And what did you perform? I performed Bernice from the piano lesson. It is 100%. I don't know what it is. Every time I come on Broadway, it's some full circle moment for me. <laughs> but yes, I auditioned with this piece um, for Juilliard, and now I get to do it in totality. Uh, so it's pretty amazing. It's meant amazing. to be. It was definitely meant to be. We don't believe in accidents. One of the things I've always enjoyed about Danielle Brooks, you're just you're so down to earth. And I just found out you're also from God Country. Hey, South Carolina. South Carolina. <laughs> Before Juilliard, the governor's school for That's the right. arts down there. And, and here you have this cast. I mean, it's not just Samuel L. Jackson. He's being directed by his wife. Yes. John David Washington stars alongside you. Talk to me about the chemistry here. <laughs> I would imagine that also has to be off the charts. It, it, first of all, the little girl in me is freaking out. <laughs> dying. You know, it's dying. It's, pre it's pretty amazing. But yeah, it's a family dynamic for sure. And that's what this story is about. It's about family. And so I'm just grateful that the Washingtons and the Jacksons somehow have allowed me to be a part of this, yeah. this family. But it is, the chemistry is crazy. Well, you also just filmed our yeah, rap shooting up, our wrapped up shooting the film Color Purple, the yes. adaptation. Tell me what that's all about because you play Sophia, yes. which is what Craig was just talking about. So you know the role very well from Broadway. Uh -huh. This is the role that Oprah played uh -huh. in the original. No pressure. No pressure at all. Tell me about it. Is it going to be good? <laughs> Can I say H E double hockey stick? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, okay, good. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. And it has been crazy to be ushered in also by Oprah into this role. Uh, Blitz, our director, was phenomenal. The cast is phenomenal. I have to shout out my boy Corey Hawkins, who's playing um, Harpo. We went to Juilliard together. Wow. So it, it's, it was just. My heart is so full. I'm very excited, especially for the black culture, to be bringing this story back to life in such an amazing way. And let's brag on you a little bit because you've got a couple other projects um, coming out. Peacemaker, uh, the spinoff series with John Cena. Yes. And you also returning to Netflix with this home renovation show. Yes, the home renovation show is so much fun. <laughs> I mean, to get to change people's lives. We took eight homes, eight families, and we went in, and in 12 hours, we transformed the exterior and interior of their home. In 12 hours? In 12 hours, hours full show. day. Yeah, it's a fun show. It's like, at one point, we was like number four on Netflix. Oh, People so, okay. <laughs> so it's been great. And before we let you get out of here, we want to talk about this dress that you're wearing because it's 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 fascinating. Your your daughter inspired the dress, is that right? Well, I switched it up today. You I know, I did have a dress that was inspired by my, by my daughter. Um, I did a collaboration with Eleven Honor Ray, mm -hmm. and it was called the Freya dress. Yeah. I named her Freya because I want her to always feel free. But today I'm not wearing that dress! Oh, <laughs> I wish somebody told me that. 
I know. It's all right. Yes. But 11 honorary, shout out to y'all. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you, Daniel. You're allowed to change it up. Yeah, you yeah. can change, change it up. It's okay. Change it up a little bit. <laughs> Dear, You're a delight. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, and guys. And good luck with everything. Be sure to check out the piano lesson on Broadway. Performances start September 19th. I love it. Love it. All right, up next, we are tossing out the old-fashioned rules in our style file and showing you how to pull off. You know that rule they say you can't wear white after Labor Day? I've heard that. That rule is over. Okay. And then later, it's back to school time, and that means hungry kids. Joy Bauer has some great healthy snacks, whether you like salty or sweet. And for us, too, we can all enjoy the snacks. Okay. We'll be right back. She's back. style file and we've all heard that old-fashioned rule that you can't wear white after Labor Day but folks we're here to tell you that, <laughs> that rule is a thing of the past all right lifestyle expert Kathy Buccio is here to show us some chic ways to style your whites through the fall um, and before we get to our models you you're showing off oh, this is one of them this is you are it actually is. our yeah. first model nice. Kathy good morning thank you good morning because there are no rules okay. yes you can wear all white in the world that you want. I am wearing this beautiful white Zara dress. It's a summer dress, but I'm accessor accessorizing now for the fall with these great pieces from Walmart, scoop for Walmart. It's oh, a, wow. vegan leather, a vegan leather jacket. We got the Western booties Ooh. as well because we're seeing that this for fall. so put so together and not you. summery at all. No, and you switch out the sandals for the shoes and it's perfect for the white party because you know it's back, right? <laughs> yep, it After is. two years on yep. the 19th, it's back. Mm -hmm. So this is one of those great dresses that you Cute. can wear. Just transition the fabrics and the texture. I like that okay. leather jacket and boots with the white dress. Yes, That's I great. do too. Okay. I absolutely love Abby's look right here because plaid is synonymous with fall, right? Mm -hmm. But hey, incorporate those whites in there. This look is from Eloquy, and we added a chain detail as well. We gave her the white blouse. Again, don't be afraid to bring those whites yeah. and put them, mix them in with some of those fall essentials okay. that we love. I like right. that belt with Yes. It. Little Birdie tells us this oh, fellow, this fellow's making his today. Uh, you know, I'm you. partial to this oh, model right what's here. What's up, Coco? How's it going? How's it going? <laughs> Normally, he's behind the camera, but he's scoring major points because he it. finally gave in to be one of my your models. Husband. He's this my is your husband. husband. Yes, yeah, my lovely husband. And he is showing us how to take that white denim. This is from Target, how versatile like they it. are. Dress up and down with a polo from Marshalls, but it's all about layering. Craig, I want you to get your jean jacket. Okay. I want you to layer. It's a really cool staple. And again, this is a look that you can wear over and over with the white sneakers, too. I, I like, like it. Sneakers. I don't look cash to it. I like right. It. I love it. So well you're done, Coco. Thank you. <laughs> He Thank gets an A. You. All right, Kathleen is showing us that you can wear that vest dress, that summer vest dress. Yes, bring it into the fall. Let's, this is from Shein. I know, it's so great, right? And you can wear it with even taller boots if you wanted. And we added a turtleneck, soft turtleneck from Amazon. It comes in several colors. And this is a way, again, to transition those staples from the summer into the fall. And we gave her some booties from ASOS because we know we love our animal prints. As you know, as a Latina, I love my animal prints everywhere. So we added some leopard booties from ASO. So this is a great look, again, that you can take post pre-Labor Day, post-Labor Day. Okay. Oh, they're going to Amazon. I, I know. Dylan and I both looked at each other and we're like, oh. Yes, right? Now, we like this. I, I didn't know I could put a belt with a sweater. I've yes. seen people do it, but you're making it happen. Right. I'm going to I'm gonna blow your mind right okay, here, Chanel. Okay. Mind. So we all have that classic white button down in our closet, yes. right? We usually yes. do, but this is more of a dress, the button down dress from H&M. And here's what we're going to do. We're going we're gonna to layer. The keyword here is layering. We're going to add the Gap boyfriend cardigan, something a little oversized, right? Maybe button her once or twice. The belt, again, from Shein, we added a chain belt. So change it up. Don't always have to wear, like, the black or a brown. Add chain because chain detailing is really 
really big for fall. And again, sneakers, you can change it up. You can wear the boots. You can, you know, but we wanted to give her some sneakers, some classic white cakes from Steve Madden. Mm -hmm. And she is ready to take her summer pre-Labor yes. Day white button down, straight, straight into the fall. I love all really of these. Forgive my ignorance. Is that just a regular white button down shirt or is that? It is not ignorant. It's okay. a fantastic question, Craig. Okay. It's just actually wow. a what, button down a button down dress. Oh, it's a dress. Got it. But let's say you had a shirt. Yeah. Add some biker shorts under it or even okay. tights that you can wear. Okay. And again, layer it with the gap cardigan. All and you have yourself cool, a photo. like today's Love show, her. like yeah. the producers, they like they're hip like this. So are you guys? What are you talking <laughs> about? Can be. Uh, this no, is like I the do. ultimate wardrobe that you can, can score. Like a Today Show producer. This is us being hip. <laughs> yeah, we're hip. Thank you so much, Kathy. Head to today.com/shop to check out these products. And just a reminder that today makes a commission from purchases made through the links on our website. My kids say, "Mom, the fact that you say hip means you're not yeah. hip." Yeah. All right, just the kids are right. Just ahead, you've never had nachos like these. Hold the cheese, Joy. Are those apples? Joy Bauer <laughs> is here to show us some fun, simple, and healthy after-school snacks. We'll be right back. She got me with the nachos. It is certainly officially back to school season, and every parent knows kids come home from class oh, with a big appetite. Snack. Yes, I want a snack. I want a snack. So we brought in. <laughs> it's not your therapy session. I was kidding. Sorry. We brought in today nutrition and health expert Joy Bauer to share her ideas. We say after school snacks, but I also think all of us can enjoy some of these things. These are snacks for little kids, for big oh, kids, yes. and for kids at home, exactly. which are us. So if you're right? watching at home right now, you don't have kids. It doesn't matter. Like this is for everybody. Everybody okay. for sure. So all right. We're starting with. With what yep. I'm calling a microwavable oh, wow. mac, mug mac and cheese. Mm -hmm. So this is like when you're craving mac and cheese, mm -hmm. but you don't want to start with boiling like a whole the box whole of pasta. We're allowed to eat this. This seems you so can, indulgent. And it's ready in <laughs> mere <laughs> minutes. And okay. by the way, guys, there's only three ingredients, and one of the ingredients is water. Do it. Let's do so it. So all we do here is, is you really need good. an That's oversized good. mug. So this okay. is about um, a 20-ounce wow. mug, and I'm going to show you why. Okay. I missed it with a little bit of oil spray. I'm adding in a half a cup of dry noodles. Just dry Oops. noodles. Yeah, I made a little bit of a mess. Mm -hmm. Sorry, Katie. This is good. I thought this was like And this box. is half a cup of water. That's okay. it? That's it. All you do now is you put this in the microwave. I'm going to put this in the microwave. Oh. What happens is you do need to put a microwave safe On plate the underneath because sometimes what will happen, the water the will clothes. bubble up. Okay. So here I have my plate right here. Oh. You close <laughs> this on up. high power, three and a half to four minutes, okay. your pasta is done, then it comes out and what? it's nice and hot, and all you do is you add in your shredded, it's a half this a cup really of cheddar cheese. You mix it around, it becomes ooey it and is. gooey and scrumptious. Why is it so good? That's, that's it. Parmesan too? That's it. Well, Parmesan is an option, but hey, I always say the more cheese, the better. Yeah. And you could also add a little bit of hot sauce. And if you mm. want to soup up the nutrition, wow. I would say use either a whole grain noodle or you can also use one of the legume, like a bean or chickpea. 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 Um, and then you could add a little hot sauce for a kick. I like too. My kids hate so. me because I throw peas into this. You could chop I, some vegetables. I, would to, yes. I, I chop in broccoli florets or frozen peas. This is great. I know. And I it do steams peas with the pasta. It's perfect. I guess I have to put so this down right. now. I'm going to okay, put that so down. Yeah, we now have to it is oh, official cookie o'clock. Cookie o'clock. You guys, this one is a game changer. We are making a single serve gigantic oatmeal cookie. Okay. And with wholesome ingredients. So this is a mashed banana, mm -hmm. and I'm adding in 
um, a little bit of vanilla extract, okay. a little bit of peanut butter, nice. and you can start to mash this around. If you don't like peanut butter, butter, could you swap it with almond butter? Or, or nothing. Almond butter, cashew butter, okay. soy nut butter, okay. or sunflower seed butter. All the butters work, and a little bit of vanilla extract. Okay. Now we add in our whole grain Wait, what was oats. was that first one? This was vanilla extract. Oh, and this was maple syrup. Oh, I'm so maple sorry. Syrup. Okay. Yeah. So this was a teaspoon of maple, and if anybody wants to reduce the sugar, you could add in any of the sugar replacements instead. Okay. But it's such a small amount. Right. So now I'm adding in a little bit of ground cinnamon mm -hmm. and a little bit of baking powder, and that's it. So this, this is, is really powder. good. Yeah. This is going to form a batter, and it's so kid-friendly, so your kids can really just jump in and make I it know. all. Now we have a batter right over here. Okay. And so we Try. put it on our parchment paper. It's got a little bit stuck. Hold on. Mm -hmm. This is similar, Here Dylan, to the recipe you make. Yes. Because I make this okay. a lot. Put this right on the parchment paper. Do you, do you make this a lot? Tell you, I'm Shape a, it I into a cookie form. Okay. And this goes in, well, we're going to decorate it first. So let's uh -huh. put a little bit of chocolate chips or blueberries mm, on. How about you put the, yes, put the chips on here? I'll put the blueberries on. I'll stop eating. And actually this is really, Dylan, oh, tell people how obsessed I was with this how recipe. Um, I think so as kidding. many as you want, really. And then you really pop good. it in the oven, thank you, for just 16 minutes. Mm -hmm. And guys, I want you to take a bite of this cookie. Oh, and it's good. gigantic. Oh, thank you. I'll take it. Look over there at the end of the table. Look, Look at how this. big they are. Oh, They're that's how it comes totally oh, wow. gorgeous. And you don't have to feel so guilty. I mean, you see Not what we put all. in it. Not at all. Delicious. And so, Tell me about these apple nachos. So these apple nachos, I know, like, they're nacho mama's nachos, but did I say that right? That's Chanel's favorite joke. It is. Unless your mom's a nutritionist, as my kids would say. Then these become nachos. So I take an apple and I slice it thinly. You lay it out just like you would overlap a little bit like you would do tortilla chips. Mm -hmm. Then I take a little bit mm. of peanut butter. I put it in the microwave mm. for 20 to 30 seconds so it gets nice and drippy mm. and pourable. You pour it over oh, the top. Delicious. You great. open up your cupboard or your mm. pantry yeah. and whatever you have on there. Nuts, mm. seeds, shredded coconut, mm -hmm. um, granola could go mm. on top. If you want, you could put a little bit of chocolate The chips. crunch of the pumpkin seeds is really Isn't it like, so great? such a good Anything addition. goes and you could change it any time and it's also mm -hmm. customizable so you do the apple slices and your kids could put on whatever they want and they still have the appetite for dinner mm. dried cherries oh, well. Joy, every single one of these was really yummy Aww. especially that mac and cheese so in a while. Thank so you. Easy. Thank all right for, for these recipes head to today.com slash food these are all a win we'll be right back we love you guys thank you On the third hour of today, we are kicking off a new month with a new Start Today fitness plan, and we want you to join in. Because fall starts tomorrow. Oh, September my goodness. You're so excited. Meteorological <laughs> fall. Coming up on Hoda and Jenna HGTV star Allison Victoria shares her favorite DIY projects. Bye-bye. Have a good day, everybody. Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes.